I was guided to Peru to make this decision. And it was all an elaborate conspiracy to get me to give up my life and go to this place now. And I'm fucked. First Person is a podcast about life-changing travel experiences where Ray and I conduct interviews about trips that change people's lives. I'm Maula. We started this podcast because we've personally had trips that changed our lives and wanted to share these stories with you. This is our first episode, and in it, Ray will talk about his trip to Peru to take part in an ayahuasca ceremony. Thanks. Thanks for the intro. So... When I was trying to decide how to go about telling my story, I wanted to start at the beginning. And the beginning is in 2012. I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and it's episode 127, and it's with Aubrey Marcus. And he's talking about ayahuasca. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. And what ayahuasca is, is a psychedelic tea used in spiritual ceremonies in South Africa, right? And when I heard about it and what Aubrey was talking about as far as like his experience and all the visions he had and how he communicated or connected with himself and the universe, it just sounded so cool to me that I wanted to do the same thing, you know, for my own reasons as far as like self-knowledge is concerned and, and, you know, that stuff that you go through in your mid-20s, like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Those types of things. I wanted to get answers to those. And I thought that if I go to Peru and partake in an ayahuasca ceremony like Aubrey did, I'd be able to answer those questions. Hold on. You said you said Peru South. Peru South America, I believe, in your earlier statement, I you said South Africa. Did I say South Africa? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. No worries. So um, it's South America, not South Africa. Thank you for that. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for, for clarifying. So when I when I wanted to go, I didn't want to go by myself. So I tried to get others to go with me. And like I tried to get Nino to go with me for one. And <laughs> no one was like super into like going to this thing because, again, it's all the way in Peru. And it's, a, it's basically a drug or uh, medicine. Like people call it medicine who are a part of the community. But outsiders call it drugs. And... It was my job to get my friends who were outsiders to be insiders. And I didn't really do a good job of doing that. And in hindsight, I think I didn't do a good job because I wasn't completely convinced on it myself. Right. So that's the introduction that I had to ayahuasca. Now, fast forward to 2015 when um, Nino hit me up, was like, hey, you want to do a. Uh, ayahuasca trip in Peru and I'm like yeah like after this time has gone by not only has like life happened to me you know like new jobs in and out of those new like locations and things but I've grown as a person and I was I think at that time when you and you know hit me up on it I was like you know what like I'm ready now and I can you know go you know with people or without but because you like put it back in my mind, I had it there again. It was like, you know what? Let's go. So I did my research. I looked, I went back to that 
Joe Rogan podcast and try to figure out where Aubrey went specifically to do his ceremony. And uh, in looking at that, I found the conductor. His name is Orlando Chuhangama, a.k.a. The Dragon. The Dragon. Yes, I found him online. And so for those of you who are interested in this, like, if you go to like ayaadvisor.com, you could get a list of different places in um, in different countries, mainly in Peru, that that do ayahuasca ceremonies. And this is where I found um, uh, Orlando's uh, retreat area. And so, like, I found his email address, uh, his website, uh, on his website, and. I went there and I emailed him and we like through several em- emails, like figured out like how, when, how, and how much it costs just to, to go there. And once I had all that information, I sent it out to Nino and it was one other dude, Jose, who, who will be on the show in a couple, in a couple of weeks. Um, and I, I sent it to them and they were like, Hey, and at that time they were like, Hey, you know what? We don't want to go anymore. So although it was like Malone who like, hit me up and told me about it I, I wanted to still go by myself like I, it was something that I had to do and I wanted to do so I was just gonna go by myself when when I finally like decided I was gonna go by myself I told my girlfriend at the time who's my wife now I told her I was like hey you know I'm going to go by myself and she was like you know what no um, I want to go to Peru because of a culinary retreat that I could go to maybe I could go with you and there was, you know, like I wasn't going alone. And I was I was kind of like um, a little anxious about going alone, you know, like going to a different country, a different continent to um, take this ayahuasca that I've never taken before, never experienced. And I wouldn't have anyone for thousands of miles that could, you know, be there to support me. But she came through like last minute. I was like, you know what, I'll go. That's amazing. I I mean, I couldn't um, describe, like, how happy I was about that. Um, but on the last, last minute, uh, Nino comes back and says, like, hey, I got my ticket. You know, I'm going, too. So, again, I, I had Nino in on it. So that was a good thing. And I appreciate that from you. Like, it was it was last minute, but, you know, whatever. Always, man. That's what friends are for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. So I'm just going to cut to the actual experience. So we um, we went to, or, or fast forward, I should say. So we're in Peru. We spent the day there. And then like two days after I landed, I'm on my way to the the hut for the ceremony. Fast forward to the hut. Now it's myself, Malone, and Orlando but now I don't call him Orlando anymore he is the dragon right he is completely in his element he's wearing his all-white ceremonial garb by the way Malone also has ceremonial garb um and didn't tell me that he was gonna wear it but it's cool um I didn't have ceremonial garb but I did have my cargo khakis so I was good for for that. Full disclosure, I, I did offer you the extra pair that I brought. You did, but you're like two times bigger than I am. So 
I, I wanted to be a little bit comfortable during my journey. So we're we're in this huge hut. It's it's completely dark outside. We're in the jungle. Um, we're laying or sitting on these foam mats that's pressed up against the wall, and sitting legs crossed. And um, Orlando, he's sitting like in the front of the of the hut, and he calls me up. I go, I walk over to him, and I sit down in front of him. And he, he says some words of, of warning, you know, like ayahuasca is a, you know, powerful uh, uh, psychedelic. He doesn't say psychedelic, but he says medicine. He's like, it's a powerful medicine. And, you know, some people, they take it when they experience it, they freak out. And he says, like, you know, be careful not to freak out and just trust me because I'm going to be guiding you throughout this journey and you really need to um just trust and listen to what I say and I'm like not in my head like yeah I got it you know give me the stuff right um so I'm sitting up there he pours the concoction right so it's a thick liquid it's a tea that's brewed and thick and dark and he pours it into a hollowed out small coconut shell about two to four ounces of the liquid at this point fills it up and he hands it to me like I say something like salute or maybe I don't say anything I don't know I don't remember but I drink it bottoms up in like two gulps it tasted horrible like cough syrup and metal and penny or something right so it's it really bad but I drink it and I'm like all right now there's no turning back I get up, I go back to sit on my mat, right? Um, and then, you know, Nina goes and he, he drinks his his sip as well. So while I'm in, like, after I drunk it, like, I'm, I'm relaxed. And a lot of things happen throughout my journey. There are a lot of visions and a lot of experiences. And I'm not going to go through them all. But what I want to do, I'll go through the few that that stuck out to me the most, right? Um, there were two. Like the first thing was the experience of being examined by, um, I, I call them doctors, right? Like if you, if you ever, you know, been on a, on a doctor's operating table uh, or just a doctor's like bench and you're like laying there face up, eye, like lights, are down on you you could you could see him but like he has like a mask on or something and he's like doing things right like that's the experience that i had like i was laid down and like looking up i don't really see people but i see or i sense like beings or doctors or whatever alongside me and what they're doing is checking my body out like they checking my legs they checking my chest they're checking like my mouth. I'm like opening my my mouth and like um, they're checking my teeth. This is like it was just like a weird like experience. And the funny thing was I didn't feel like hands on me, right? It was but I felt the impressions of um um things on me. I don't know if that makes sense. Cause you're like oh no, well, when you say impressions, are you are you talking like thoughts? Or are you just can you define that a bit? Yeah, so not not specifically 
like physical impressions like imagine your hand raises um on its own accord without someone actually picking your hand up like i felt that and it, like my hand rose and i it wasn't controlled by me and i didn't feel someone else holding me but it, my hand went up my mouth opened but i didn't open my mouth but you know like shit like that was happening okay i don't know if it was like my body taking over and it knowing the correct motions to take without me having to tell it i i, I can't tell you how um it happened i did i just could tell you what i experienced right so that's the one thing the second thing is while this was going on um i was communicating this is the thought now like with another being or that's what it appeared to me right like there was another presence like involved in this whole experience and i was able to like talk to it and by by talk is not even like a correct thing to say because there weren't any words it was more like uh feelings emotions and like like thoughts right and it was like instant communication and understanding right like when you talk to someone in day to day like you hear their words and maybe you see their expressions if you're if you're face to face with them and you kind of get a sense of what they're they're talking about but when I was communicating with this being, it was as though I experienced everything that it experienced too in order to understand fully what they are saying, right? Like pure empathy, right? So that, that was a kind of like communication that I was having. And I took that time to ask specific questions that I wanted to know about myself and my life and everyone in my life at that time and and that's what I did I spent like a lot of the time that without where I was experiencing being like examined I spent that time like talking or thinking to this being and asking um questions and those questions basically were like um my relationships like am I in the right relationship with my wife, you know, and my friends, you know, how are they doing? And some of the decisions that I made, like, were they the right ones? Were they the wrong ones? You know, and the, the answers were coming back and the answers, some of them were reassuring. Some of them weren't. So nothing, nothing that I asked, did I get a response like, no, you have to do x or you have to do y it was more like um this might not be the best thing for you to do but by all means <laughs> do what you want to do right everything like it was it was telling me things but it was giving like ultimately the choice is mine and i could decide on what i wanted to do and that was that was exactly what i needed to hear or or how to, I guess, talk to me personally, because I'm a person that if you tell me to do something, I'll do the opposite, right? Like, you, <laughs> I need to know that I have a choice and that, and I could take it willingly. So I think, like, the way I received the information was, you know, perfect, right? And that's probably not a coincidence. Um, so those were the, the main things. And I call that part of my experience the dream, right? Um, the next part of my experience, I call the uh, reality, 
right? So at some point, like we're, I'm like deep into this experience. Um, I get a message from this, this being that I'm communicating with and it's telling me that, um, it's asking me rather, do I want to go to the next level? Right? Like, do I want to go deeper into this ayahuasca journey? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I'm here. I, I came all this way. I want to go. I'm trying to go all in, you know, like I want to go to the max wherever, whatever I need to do, wherever I need to go. I want to go there. Right. So it tells me, it relates to me that in order to go to the next level, you have to die and leave your body behind and all the things that you know and love right now. You have to leave it behind um, right now, right? And it was so, like, you know, it was so crazy. Like, I'm like, what do you mean I have to die? You know, like, no, I don't want to die. I want to stay here. Like, what do you, like, I I had to understand, like, what, I, I couldn't understand what it meant. Um, and then it was like, you know, die, leave your body. And intellectually, I was thinking like, you know what? I could just, you know, pretend to leave my body, you know, and tell it (laughs) that I'm going to die and I could just go and come back and it'll be all good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And it's like, no, you're not ready. You're not ready. So obviously it, it knows what I was thinking, right? Like I couldn't fool it. Um, so I thought about it some more and I was like, you know what? Um, fine, I'll, I'll go, you know? And, and the only thing that I hung on to was my wedding ring. You know, the, like I had just gotten married right before we left for Peru. And I was like, you know what? I can't really leave my wife cause you know, and die cause we just got married. We just started our lives together. It'd be kind of messed up if I leave. So like <laughs> intellect, like I was like, you know, what? as long as I have my ring, I I wouldn't really die because my ring is on me. It was was on my finger. Like, I I wouldn't really die if I had my ring. So then it's like that's what I'm thinking in my head, and in the same instant, it's like, no, you're not ready. Take off your ring. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, you know, like. So you, so you guys were just communicating on a different level it wasn't just a thought or words it's like this being knew you and you knew this being yeah like it well it definitely knew me <laughs> and i think at the time I, I i knew it like right now i couldn't even describe the shit that we talked about you know like like i understood it while i was there and the further away i get from it like i don't quite understand the experience but at the time like yes it knew me. It knew exactly what I was thinking. It knew the paths that I was going through. And that was one of them. And it was like, you have to take off your ring. And this was when I'm like, man, I don't know if I could do this. And I'm like, you know what? I want to like, I want to do this experience. And if I, if I'm going to die, you know, I'm going to like, this is my rationale. Like I'm going to die eventually. So, all right, fuck it. Let's just, let's just go. And I'm like, you know what? You take off, like, I'm talking to him. Like, you take off my ring for me. And I swear to you, I felt like my ring was coming off. Like, it started to come off, like, little by little. But then it stopped at my knuckle. And I was like, no, you have to do it yourself. I can't do it for you. 
I was like, damn it, <laughs> right? So, so then struggling with myself, like, do I really want to do this? Is, is, am I really going to die right now? So I take off, so I, I start to do it. I take off my ring and I put it like on, on the floor right next to my mat. So I'm like, all right, when I get back, I have the ring. And then like, as soon as I have that thought, it's like, no, you're not ready. Put your ring back on. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not in the right mindset. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And at that moment I like flung. So it's completely dark. Right. So I like fling the ring like away from my mat. Right. And it goes flying. I hear it. And in my mind, it's like lost forever. And I'm like, lost right i'm like fuck you know i started tearing up like i'm like losing that now like that was the hardest thing for me to like let go of you know um and the the principle was like you know if you're a if you like the person you are is a is a soul or spirit or something like that like you those, those like the real you have no personality you have no person there is no ray right and that's what it was like you have to like the ray is like while you're here on earth like that's what it is but as soon as you leave there is no ray there's there is no person right and you have to accept that to to go to the next level and and that's what i did like i was crying i was like oh man i, I like it, it took me a minute to compose myself and i was like okay I'm ready to go. Like, forget everything. I'm do- I'm done. You know, I'm done with everything with life. I'm done with life. And it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then like, I don't like, I just shot out into like infinity, right? Like I was, you know, like I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I was not there anymore. I wasn't in. Peru anymore there was no Peru there was nothing there was everything it was like out and I call that the 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 reality like I was in a place I can't even describe like the place but I I got a sense of like there were there was a place and I was in it and there were people around me um either protecting me or keeping me where I was as either a prisoner or a resident, right? Like I, di- I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. And this part I call the the rude awakening, right? And and this is when uh, it told me that I. It told me that I was fooled, like it, like. I ran through all of the experiences of my life, like from day one to me deciding to die and go off into the next level. And at each turn of events, it showed me how I was guided to Peru to make this decision. And it was all an elaborate conspiracy to get me to give up my life and go to this place now and I'm fucked (laughs) like I'm just fucked you know like you you gave up everything now you're here good we wanted you to be here we're happy you did it you know like every like and and it showed me like everyone in my life was in on it 
I was the only like fool. Like think about like the Truman Show, right? Like everyone else was in on this thing and you did you weren't in on it. And now we got you. And and I was trapped. Like at this point I was I was trapped. I'm like like mine. Fuck. You know, like oh what have I done? I just like gave up everything and now I'm dead. And it's like, you've been here before. You've been here millions of times before. Um, you, every time you get here a different way, right? Like, but you've been here before. Now, will this be the time that you really pass and go on to, you know, the higher level or something like that? Um, the, the, higher level being like the next form of existence can you like get there and to get there you needed to go through like a test and I can't really even describe what the test um was but it was more like me fighting myself and all of those things that I'm like most afraid of was like thrown back at me. And I had to figure a way how to um, face it and um, overcome it. And, and, and what I mean by that to be a little bit more clear is like things that kept on playing in my head was like being able to trust fully, being able to believe fully, being able to be fully faithful in things you don't know or understand right like the whole story of this life being a conspiracy it made me think of everyone and how I couldn't trust anyone ever you know like how can I trust anyone if they're all in on it and the part of the test that I had to go through was telling me like in order to pass the test you need to trust everyone right like at the, you know at the biggest betrayal now it's like yo trust is part of it and you have to trust right and and I'm like man I, I can't I can't do this I, I can't and so now I'm like stuck in this place and I don't at this point I don't feel a sense of having a physical body I just feel as though I am a consciousness and this consciousness is stuck in this place and it's trying to get out right when when you say this place are you are you confined like, sort of in a round or like I'm, I'm thinking more of like a fish tank but how, how did that can you describe this place i like at the time it felt like a maze you know like i was just walking or I lose. I use walking as a as a metaphor, but it wasn't walking. It's traversing through thought through a space, and it was a like a puzzle. Couldn't get out, right, of this space. So like a gel or something like that. But in thinking about it further, I decided it was more like a consciousness in a contained box, right. And as I was in there, I was trying to as a consciousness trying to get myself out of this box and what happened was like I would sit there and I would lay there um and I would just think I would just think deeply like just this all I had was were my thoughts and I would think deeply like how did I get here like what did I do and 
it was like after a while, I was like, I had nothing to do. So I started to imagine living and I, and I imagined having a life and I like, I lived a whole life. Like I felt like I was reborn and I lived a life and grew old and everything. And then I died. And then I got back into the, the confinement again. And I'm back as this consciousness. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, whoa. And it was just like, what the fuck was that? And then, like, this, like, awakening or this dawning of complete understanding of everything in the universe happened to me. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I get it now. You know, it was just like, this is, this is it. This is everything. This is everything that I've thought of. And it was just like wow that was so crazy this is I get it and then like two seconds later I was like wait what what was that I got I I don't why where am I why am I contained in this box and then I start to think again and I'm thinking deeply again and then I started to live a life again and I live a life and then I go back into this space where I get it you know like I get it and I'm this you know again one with the universe and understand everything and then I forget and then I imagine it. So I go through this loop of like trying to get out this box. My only escape is my imagination. And in my imagination, I live and then I die and then I get it. This was like an endless loop that I was going through. And it was something that I, I after a while, I figured out like I would never, I would never get out. I can never get out this box. And, and <laughs> this is something that, uh, I realized too, like why I could never get out this box. And why was that? Um, cause if, <laughs> cause I needed hands, right? Like if I'm a brain in a box or a consciousness in a box, <laughs> in order to get out, you need arms, you need hands, you need something else to get you out. And I didn't have those things. And the only thing I had was my thoughts and my thoughts were trying to get me out. And I had to like, just pretty much give up, you know, it was just like, I guess I'll just be here forever. You know, like. I guess I'll just like play some video games and like the quote unquote video games was like living a life, you know, and it was like the perfect occupation of time. You know, it was just like the perfect trap because you, you at the time you're so involved in it. And I experienced this. I swear it felt like a million years went by. Like I'm in this thing, like time didn't matter. It was just like forever. And I was just laying there and like eventually I started to wake up out of the ayahuasca trip and I started to feel things around like my surroundings. Like I was still on the map. I was still on the foam and I started to feel the foam. I was like, what is this, this material? It was so foreign to me. Like I started touching the wood and I'm like, what is this wood? I like tasted it. I'm like, uh, taste, you know, like I'm like started touching like my body. I was like, oh, this is, this is a body. And then, and then I was confused. I'm like, wait, I thought I died. Why am I here? What is, you know? And then I look up and I see, um, Orlando and he's like standing over me. I'm like, what the, and like, he kind of scares me. I'm like, what the hell? And then I look to my other side. I see Nino. I'm like, what the hell? You know? And, and I think back to like, oh, this is, this is the trap, you know, and these are my uh, people that are in on it. So I'm like, kind of like trying to get away from them. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't get away with well, how am I going to get away? So I like 
give up, you know, so to speak. And I'm just like, okay. And 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 then I think uh, Nito hands me like a bottle of water. I like, <laughs> I, I like, I don't want to take it. I'm like, I don't trust you. But then I like, I end up taking it. It's like the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. Like I was so thirsty. Um, and that was like how I got out of it. And I had, when I got up, I had to like get reacquainted with legs and walking. Like first I kind of stumbled and, um, Nino and Orlando helps me up to my, to my room. And then I just, I just stood there for like a good five minutes. Like what the fuck just happened? And then it all hits me like, Oh, I'm in Peru. I just had ayahuasca. That was fucking crazy. You know, like what the hell was that? You know? And you know, to this day, I'm sure trying to figure out what that was, you know? And I don't know. The only thing like, um, the, the only thing I could say is, is just like, that was, that was a crazy ex- experience to have. And it, it was an eye opening one because I got o- exposed to another sort of reality that, that made me think about this reality that I, that I'm in right now and how those two relate. Cause while I was there, it was as though it was real. It was like I was dreaming, but it was more real than a dream, but less quote unquote real than, than this life. So, so that's what it was. Well, what did you take away though? It sounds like you've had this just paradigm shifting experience where not only did you go to another place where you, you experienced several lifetimes, had questions answered, uh, went from human body to a being like what what did you walk away with okay so that's a good question i'm happy you asked asked that question because um it 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 makes me go to like i just did it just now um go to the article that i wrote about my experience so it's on medium and i'll, I'll post the link in the description of the <clears throat> excuse me, of this podcast, um, of, it's like five different parts of, of my experience. And the last part is the epilogue and I'll just read the entire epilogue. Now it's pretty short. Um, so you guys could get what I got out of it. So here it is. Since I left the jungle, I've been trying to figure out what really happened during my ayahuasca retreat. I'm still not sure three months later as I'm writing this. Reliving my experience has helped me make sense of it, but that clarity comes at a price. Each time I recount it, I feel like I'm back there in Peru, terrified and awestruck. I feel stupid to believe that I was talking to higher beings. I feel stupid to put so much weight on the answers that I've been given, but... I can't deny what I went through. I've experienced something that is subjective by nature that I have to believe to be as real as gravity. You know, how do I square that circle? Can both be true? What is truth? What is reality? What is real? 
Are you real? Is this a simulation? Is this a dream? <laughs> Imagine for a moment that everything you've experienced in your life has been part of a simulation. Everyone is watching you, waiting to see what you'll do next. Based on your actions, the simulated people in your life adjust. No one is real. You are the only consciousness in the simulation, oblivious to it while playing along. One day, your avatar is unplugged and you meet your higher self. What do you do after that? How do you go on? How do you go back? This scenario is the plot of many major motion pictures, like The Matrix, which happens to be my favorite movie. And is this a coincidence that these themes play out um, or populate the psyche of pop culture? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe... I'm talking to myself when I'm reading this for you. I don't know. And worse, it's unknowable. Despite the magnitude of my experience, though, there are some practical takeaways coming out of it. So this answers your question, Malone, like the practical takeaways. So one, like fear of success. You should lean into and accept the things that are hard. Know that it's going to be hard and expect it to be hard. But continue to do it anyway. Accept it. And in that acceptance, there's peace. Um, making music. So I make music. And I can continue to make music as long as I want. But I have to let go of my ego identification with it. I am not my ego. Not anymore. Um, my career. Uh, the difficulties that I face test my character it's good for me and i'm doing a good job my wife my wife is the best decision i've ever made in my life she's my soulmate we've been together since the beginning of time having kids so i used to be wary of adopting or having kids because especially adopting because i thought it would feel i thought it feel like an adopted child doesn't belong to me but now i know better you know, whether I have a biological child or adopt, the child wouldn't, quote unquote, belong to me. Offspring are children of the earth. You know, if I have any, I will only be a custodian until they could take care of themselves. They don't belong to me. And I could do that for a biological child or an adopted one. So, I mean, that's I'll stop there. But, like, you could read the rest of it for yourself. I, but, like, those are the things that I, that I took away with it. And in reliving it, like, I re, like in talking about it, I relive it each time. And it's, it's, um, it's, I, I keep saying crazy, but it's, 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 it's big. You know, it's, it's a big idea that I wouldn't know how to grasp or tackle. And I think I'm going to continue to tackle these types of ideas and thoughts for the rest of my life so I'm totally happy like and grateful to have had the experience um I don't know if I'll do it again if I need to do it again I don't know like <laughs> right now I don't think I need to do it again um and I would not actually recommend anyone to do it why is that because, like, so 
it it goes to something I read about like needing permission to do things. So if you need someone to give you permission to do it, then you are not ready. Understood. So I wouldn't recommend it. Well, thank you. This 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 is powerful. This this is an amazing story, and I was just hooked just listening to it. And although I was there, um, just hearing you retell it, specifically the things that you took out of it, it's. I'm just grateful you shared it. Thank you, Ray, for making this inaugural visit and um, an amazing first episode to first person. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm I'm happy to have have shared it in another medium, and I hope people could get a lot out of it. And for all of you listening, if you go on it, if you do a trip or decide to do a trip. Let us know. We want to hear about it. Definitely, definitely. And um, my words, well, I want to echo Ray's words in my own way by saying that ayahuasca is essentially um, a spiritual drug. It's not something that should be done recreationally, and you'll find out quickly that it's not meant for that. Uh, Fasting, preparation, prayer, and right-mindedness are an essential key to this. Um, So, yeah, if you do take the journey, shoot us an email, and we'll love to chat with you. All right. Thank you. Peace.